All right. Do you have the, uh, the YouTube links and all that? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll drop them right now. All right, we're good. All right. So uh, let's go to YouTube. So Kat, you want to do uh, uh, Telegram and, and Periscope like last time? Yeah, that works. I'm going to open the gram. And then Periscope, I can grab from, what was it, the Twitter feed? Yeah. All right. So welcome, everybody. It is our weekly AMA with our founder, Cal, myself, and Scaredy Cat doing a little audience moderation, trying to keep all the questions uh, in order so Cal can focus on actually answering them. Um. And... Uh, Cal, you are still muted in the Discord. So I'm watching Discord and YouTube, and uh, apparently Justin Sun is saying hello on YouTube, so that's fun. Uh, <laughs> and Kat is watching uh, Telegram and Periscope. So uh, before we get into any current questions, uh, Osbit Bank had a question this morning, which I think is was not specifically about the AMA, but I think is good to address. And that is about Project Blank. And he's asking, what do people imagine Project Blank brings that DBuzz hasn't already? Uh, he doesn't get it, hardly world-saving stuff, um, all that kind of stuff. So uh, DBuzz is a short content platform on Hive that already, already exists. Um, I don't know how many people use it, but uh, it is a thing. So how is Project Blank different? How will it bring something that isn't already existing? Yeah, so it's a pretty good question. Um, Project Blank changes, basically it, it has its own way of, of storing, retrieving and, and rewarding content um, that doesn't exist on Hive right now. So, um, you know, it's, like I think many of us, you know, we've looked at things like Dbuzz and Apex and all these other short form things that have come to Hive, and and we've never used them for a number of reasons. But um, with Project Blank, it's going to actually be something where you know people who create long form content will be willing to also create short form content from their same account. Um, so that's kind of one of the major key pieces. Um, and then outside of that, uh, you know, just the fact that it has its own kind of second layer for, for doing all of this stuff. It's, it's, um, it's, it's just in terms of how, how the whole thing works, it's just completely different uh, in my opinion. And it's, it's something where I, you know, as a content creator on Hive would be willing to make short form content like I do on Twitter, but I would do it on Hive. So for me, that's, that's the, uh, the big point. Okay, so I I get that it's you know technologically different, um, but how is it, you know, from a user perspective? So like one of the challenges of, of all Hive apps is that they you know have whatever features they have, 
but they're pretty inward focusing. Um, right. So how might Project Blank differ in that regard? Yeah, so, you know, that's kind of another another part of the, you know, the fact that it has its own layer for doing all this stuff is that the, you know, it's going to be very outward facing and, you know, all of the Hive stuff is going to be just kind of done on the back end and it's not going to be really described on the front end. Um, you know, unless someone wants to dig into, you know, how the platform uh, immutably stores their content and all that stuff. So if they want to dig into, you know, the inner workings of the, of the platform, then they can, um, you know, for the nerds. But if they just want to use a platform that's exactly like Twitter and it's as easy to sign up and use as Twitter, um, then that's, you know, that's going to be our focus. So, um, you know, but between the ease of signing up and using it and the, you know, the technology of storing, retrieving and rewarding content, I think that's, you know, that's the key piece. It's going to be very outward facing. Awesome. And that's kind of where we're headed with Leo Finance too, with the leofinance.io UI. Um, you know, we still have a lot of work, but I think our UI is one of the easiest UIs for Hive uh, in terms of, you know, people, you know, outward people who have never used Hive before. I think our UI is, is one of the best. Awesome. All right. Um, let's see, people just chatting on YouTube. I'm assuming Justin Sun would have his own uh, avatar. So probably not just a J. <laughs> He's the real Justin Sun. Yeah. Uh, Neil, yes. Vinny Lemon says, nice haircut, Neil. Thank you. Thank you. Summer deal, a little huh? shaggy. Uh, yeah, we had some sound problems. Those are all fixed now. Um, I don't know if uh, if you're ready for this or not, Cal, but are there any, any sneak peeks that you want to drop on the audience? Any announcements you want to make? Um, so we've got all of our, um, kingdoms vaults deployed as of, uh, yesterday. So, um, yeah, so they're, they're not live yet in production, but, uh, the contracts are all done. And, uh, at this point, all that we have to do is execute the, uh, two main things. So we got to execute the, um, the transactions in the time lock to, to make them go live and, and reroute the inflation and everything like that. Um, so that's going to get queued up uh, today. And then the other part is to get them added to the UI. So, um, and Bitcoin BNB is actually already ready. Um, so we'll probably go live with that one today. And then um, the other, I think there's four of them. It's Bitcoin, Ethereum, and the US dollar stablecoin pool. I thought there was maybe one more. Maybe it's just three. Uh, and then the other three will go live uh, all at once, probably Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, I would say. All right. Yay, stablecoin kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> and then also the, uh, so outside of Cub, there's um, the Leo Finance UI update is gonna go live probably today. Um, and that's got, I, I put some screenshots on Twitter, but, um, it's got, uh, the new publishing UI, which looks really good. So now it's got auto saving drafts, uh, a scheduling feature that actually works. 
Um, you can save multiple drafts. You can create drafts um, and create a preview of the draft and then share it uh, with people. So a bunch of new, bunch of new publishing features uh, that make it a lot more feature rich. You, you can share drafts that are still in draft. Yep. You can, you can, uh, it's, it's like, uh, like hack MD basically mm -hmm. you can share a draft. Um, but the only person who can edit it is the, uh, the creator. But I think, uh, at some point in the near future, we probably will add a, a feature where you can invite people to, to edit it to basically just exactly like hack MD. Yeah. Hack MD is very, very useful for yeah that collaborative kind of stuff. And it has the, you know, the markdown format for everything. Yeah. So I think this could be interesting in a lot of different use cases you could have, uh, you know, if, if we try to onboard, which I think we definitely should focus on uh, more crypto projects to do their, their, you know, PRs on Leo finance, this would be a cool way to, to onboard them so that they can have multiple team members basically work on a Leo finance post together um, like a hack MD doc. And then mm -hmm. when, when they're ready, they just publish it all from the same UI. Yeah, that'd be neat. Yeah. That's actually pretty cool. I like it. Yeah, so that's all going live today, except for the multiple editors. Just that's the only thing that's not going live. Okay. So um, one thing I have to <laughs> criticize about is that you know a lot you've been you've been publishing or or whatever the whatever the term is you've been rolling out uh, UI updates on Leo Finance. But I haven't seen a whole lot of posts about the updates. Yeah, so I think in general, I've been a lot, you know, we've been a lot, a lot less vocal about some of the stuff we're doing. Um, with the Leo Finance UI updates, it's been a lot of back end stuff so far. Mm -hmm. um, so there's actually, you know, we have a new dev working on it, um, which a post is going to come out soon talking about all that stuff. Um, so what what we've done for the past basically five or six weeks is just clean up the existing ui and fix a lot of you know bug reports that we've gotten over the past few months that never got fixed um so the the focus so far has been to clean up what's there right now uh and if you if you've encountered any of these bugs like commenting and you know, there's a bunch of different stuff uh that was happening and uh there was one where there was an error with lightning that was making the site super slow uh, so we fixed that, I think, last week. Um, so a lot of this stuff, you know, we've got a list of all the stuff we've done, but it's all just, you know, bugs and, and well, UI tweaks, which I, maybe, you know, people might want to see, but... People still want to see um, it. Just, just say, hey, yeah. we fixed these things. doesn't have to be a big yeah. thing, but... Yeah, so maybe we'll throw we'll throw out a post and talk about the, the stuff we've done yeah. uh, in the past couple of weeks. Because it's a, I mean, it's a pretty long list. I think there's probably more than 50 things on that list that we've fixed um that's a you lot. know just little bugs here and there yeah yeah i mean it's been a couple of weeks worth of work so yeah. uh and then on the in the last two weeks we've been working on this scheduling and drafts feature awesome uh are we going to get keyboard shortcuts in the editor i think we built that into this iteration i can i don't remember if we did it for this one or the next one um but yeah, we've got that on the list. Awesome. Uh, Justin Sun is asking when ad burns. The last one was in November. Yeah. So the uh, I actually I think Trump man asked about that too. Uh, 
just on Discord the other day. Um, the so basically with a lot of the burns and stuff, it's it's just been accumulating in the account, um, waiting you know waiting to actually be bought back and burned. Um, so official answer is soon. Um, <laughs> but I, it's actually been a good thing because we've you know it's. Uh, for the ad account, it actually sits in euros. Um, so then it'll be converted from euros into Bitcoin and then from Bitcoin into Hive and then from Hive into Leo. Um, unless we want to buy, you know, depending on the price of uh, obviously now we have more options to buy Leo off the market. So, uh, you know, if Leo or wrapped Leo is cheaper uh, than native Leo, we'll just buy that, unwrap it and burn it. So, yeah, should be I think I think we'll try to roll that out. We'll try to do a ad burn in the next week. Yeah, it looks like right. But I think the, the ad account's built up. Yeah. All right, keyboard keyboard shortcuts will be in the next release, All not right. this one. Which and and also I guess this is a mini announcement. Um, we're going to start doing UI updates uh, once every two weeks now. Um, we're going to try to be on a, a set schedule. So a post is going to come out when I do the post for the scheduling drafts feature. Uh, we'll talk about the new, you know, release schedule for that. Try to keep it on a very uh, consistent schedule. So it'll be once every two weeks, probably every Friday, um, we'll release something, you know, whether it's a, a new feature like scheduling and drafts or, you know, just a patch where we fix, you know, 10 or 15 bugs. That's what we're going to focus on. And the roadmap for the UI is huge. I mean, I don't think anybody's surprised by that, but we got a lot of stuff that we want to do. Awesome. Okay. And got 11 people listening on Periscope. All right. No questions, but <laughs> almost a dozen listeners. Yeah, I've been uh, kind of watching the, uh, the YouTube channel just to kind of see how the the videos have been doing and they're slowly growing you know over time so you know yeah. we're a little bit late today on the on the start time but um, i think that'll work uh speaking of that um the the question that everybody has at all times is uh when moon right <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah updates are great uh yes the you know, you mentioned the, in previous AMAs, like there's going to be an airdrop about something or other. Um, but when moon? So, uh, and and what what steps are being taken towards doing that? Oh, we also got a when witness witness price update. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We still haven't fixed that one server that blew up. Um, there's a couple things in there that gotta get that have to get you know fixed and redeployed. Uh, basically, just a bunch of hive. I think there's probably like ten or fifteen hive scripts that that aren't working right now. So soon. Uh, um, and then what was the, the question was when moon? When moon and what is being done to get to the moon? So I think in the last couple of posts, it's been laid out pretty clearly, but the, the goal, like the, basically the short-term roadmap for Cub is uh, um, roll out kingdoms and migrate all of the existing farms and dens. Um, and what that's going to do is a couple of things. It's going to um, basically flatten out the selling pressure on Cub, which I think we've kind of already seen. Um, 
just in the we've migrated three vaults so far, uh, which is Ethereum, BNB, um, dot BNB, uh, or I guess we've we've only migrated two, and then we added a added two more. So, um, you know, only only two vaults out of I think seven or eight total um, have been migrated, and we've seen the selling pressure on Cub pretty much reach equilibrium with the buying pressure. Um, we're not really seeing Cub go down, uh, you know, the way we were uh, before, where it was just you know this long trend downwards, um, and a lot of that is coming from the selling pressure in those external pools. So Ethereum BNB was one of the biggest. Um, so as soon as you know, I think a lot of people were watching. As soon as that uh, farm got deprecated, and then we released the kingdom for it, um, we saw you know a, a major uh, spike down in in the selling of Cub. Um, so now we've kind of evened off, even though we've only done two vaults. So the next four vaults that we're doing, um, you know, once those are all migrated, you could assume that the selling pressure, you know, if we're at equilibrium now, the selling pressure is obviously going to be lower than the buying pressure. So that should, you know, our idea is that that's going to create a slow grind up for the price of Cub, uh, since there's a lot less inflation going to, towards external vaults. Hey, Cal, um, as, as, as part of yeah. your answer here, can you also put in just so there's clarity on it? Because I still see that question come up in uh, chat, you know, throughout the week. Confirm the dens and farms that are going to remain. Okay, so it's it's um, the dens. It's just cub. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and the cub den, obviously... Obviously, the the kingdom works off of the den, so we we can have both. It doesn't really matter that Pancake Swap does the same thing, um, but it doesn't really make a ton of sense to be in the den unless you really like clicking harvest all the time. Um, unless you have control issues like the cat. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you're better off in the kingdom because it's automated and it'll it'll be better than a human uh, in terms of compounding. Also, it groups together the gas fees, so you you actually save a few cents every time. Yep. Um, and uh, so only one den, which is cub. And then for farms, it's going to be cub BNB, cub BUSD. So that's two, uh, BLEO BNB, and then deck BUSD will remain for a little while, um, until we figure out, you know, what exactly, uh, we're going to do in terms of churn. And, um, even the cub farms will possibly get migrated into something else. Um, we're, we're kind of working on that to see if we can get another platform to list cub and then we can do a kingdom. So, okay. So. Also that kind of leads me into another thing, which is migrating from V1 to V2. So that's probably going to happen, uh, in the next couple of weeks too. So, um, cut all the cub pools and the Belio pool will get migrated. And then I'm not sure what, what the Splinterlands team will do with deck, uh, if they're going to migrate from V1 to V2 also. But yeah. V1's been having a ton of problems with the APIs and everything. So yeah, and people have been coming in Discord and talking about the um, price feeds of the uh, of Cub or the exchange pages. You know, having problems. Yeah, and that's all. From what I understand, is all that same root cause of pancake swap to V1. V1. Yeah, yeah. Their V1 APIs basically are garbage now. Um, so, so is that going to be hasn't been working? Is that going to be like a ongoing kind of maintenance issue? Anytime Pancake upgrade, upgrades to a new version, then it's going to cause Cub to have to, you know, do that same kind of transition. 
Well, one thing that's kind of built into the V2 uh, migration is that they can do upgrades within V2 uh, oh, awesome. that they couldn't do within V1. Yeah, so oh, yeah, that's huge. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a. It, if they do, because I think Uniswap did V3 recently. So if they do upgrade, you know, in a major way like that, where you have to migrate funds, I, I think it'll be very infrequent, but hopefully it's not. Hopefully they nice. end up doing it again. Yeah, um, V3, I mean, to me, just seems terrible. I don't know about your guys' opinions on it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even really used it that much. Um, I, just, I don't even really use Ethereum that much anymore, to be honest. Well, speaking of not using Ethereum, in the latest Leo Finance post, you know, Leo Bridge, the future of the Leo token economy, you talk about, a little bit about PLEO and how the bridge will be expanding to Polygon. Um, so I have a whole bunch of questions. I don't know how <laughs> how much detail you you're you've worked out and how much you know you're willing to talk about. Um, but one is that um you know so there's there's going to be some kind of PLEO token which will represent leo on the polygon blockchain um which is another evm just like binance smart chains second layer solution for ethereum just super cheap gas fees um which is great so will the bridge you know i assume will it'll be it'll be rolled out in phases will there be bridges both ways between uh so right now leo bridge goes erc20 to bep20 so only one way uh automatically you can do it reverse manually but um will the p leo bridge be be both directions or all directions or just one direction at least at the beginning uh at the beginning it will probably be uh just bsc to matic um to polygon so uh just one way and then I, I don't think it'll take us that long to do uh, the other way. So it'll go Polygon to, to BSC. Mm -hmm. um, and we, we may do an Ethereum to Polygon, but I don't, I don't actually see that big of a demand for that um, per se, but it wouldn't be that hard to, to add it. So we might as well um, have an option to do Ethereum to, to Polygon. But but definitely the the focus first is BSC to Polygon because I think that's you know the biggest uh, demand point and then and then uh, the second focus will be uh, the reverse of that and then we're also working on so so Leo Bridge has a lot of it, I guess when it comes to any project under Leo Finance whether it's the UI the Leo Finance.io UI Cub or even Leo Bridge and all this other stuff it each one of them has their own roadmap so. Um, we're, we're kind of following along different, basically you've got like the tree of Leo finance and then you've got all these different branches which have the roadmap uh, laid out for each thing. But Leo bridge, um, the focus now is, is BSC to Polygon, then Polygon to BSC, then maybe uh, Ethereum to Polygon. And then we're also gonna do Hive uh, to uh, BSC and Hive to Polygon. So uh, those should be interesting too. Oh. Is that um, what is it? Rishi has a um, has a hive to polygon thing going. I'm not sure. Um, I know Deathwing did something with hive to Binance Smart Chain, um, but yeah, this this will be an extension of Leo Bridge basically to uh, use the hive engine. You know, the LP feature on hive engine. 
Um, so, so it'll kind of kill two birds with one stone because then we'll seed uh, liquidity on on Hive, uh, on Hive Engine with the with the liquidity pools, and then obviously the order books on Hive Engine aren't very good. So, um, we'll kind of switch everybody over, and then the Leo Dex UI would probably get an update to utilize LPs on the front end instead of uh, order books, because the order book on, I mean, it's always been super thin liquidity, so that's going to be a good update so speaking of uh, exchanges and all that stuff and basically things that uh, create fees for burns i have a question in periscope is there a way to see the cub burns due to management fees or any weekly slash monthly kind of report on that yeah so right now they just go to the home page you can see the the burned amount going up um and i want to start doing reports about you know how much is getting burned uh, from that. And then also all the other stuff we're doing. Um, I mean, a monthly report, kind of, a monthly report would probably be badass on that. Yeah. So I think, I think we'll end up doing a monthly report. Um, and if, if, I mean, if anyone goes back a few months, we used to do monthly reports on pretty much everything, uh, Leo related. And then development has just gotten so crazy that, uh, falling behind on the, on the reports. So, uh, um, I, I definitely, yeah. I definitely want to get back to uh, to doing the reports. On, the report, on dude, come on, you the, the reports. <laughs> that's got VA written all over. Let's go, come on, bro. Yeah, yeah. or just sick guys um, on it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the beauty about the community, dude. Is like you know, I joke about a VA, but it's like, well, yeah, you could go find one in two seconds on like Fiverr or Upwork or something like that. But we have a community where there's probably definitely someone that's like, yes, please. Like I'll take a little Leo to, to do that job for you. Oh yeah. So it's just a matter of figuring out how to yeah, dump yeah, that. We did that with, we did that with tech support with uh, Flowey. So he's yeah. been, he's been running tech support uh, in exchange for some Leo. So. Beautiful. Um, yeah. All these reports, dude, yeah. if you have an easy way to just dump the data to the person, here you go, you know, put it together now into, you know, a readable piece of content. Yeah. Hundred percent there'd be people in the Leo community that would jump on that. I have no doubt in my mind. I am. Yeah, I'm just in general I mean that's like a good point in general. I'm just trying to uh that's just we're trying to take the responsibilities of Leo and branch it out a little bit so it's um, you know, a little bit more scalable in terms of all the different stuff we're doing. Exactly. You're like, you know, it's goes back to the book, the E Myth. Don't don't be your own bottleneck. Man, I haven't heard anybody reference the E-Myth in a long time. I'm going to have to send Cal a copy of it. <laughs> E-Myth Revisited is better. Yes. But, but it's true, man. That book is so spot on. It is. I I, I tell people, like in my business, I, it's a large part of it is getting people out of the E-Myth. Because uh, I work with a lot of sole proprietor types. It's like you're, yep. you got to work on your business. You know? Yeah, not in your business. And listen, Cal, I share this with you because I am dead ass guilty of it. You know, it's like a do what I say, not what I do. Like I should have <laughs> hired a VA a fucking year ago. Like that's why I'm always like overwhelmed because I'm trying to do three businesses myself. So, um, yeah. you know, hey, one of my clients runs a VA business, just so you know. That's where <laughs> I got my Solving problems Cal, so. on the AMA. <laughs> Edicted, Edicted is asking, asking, I don't know why I can't speak anymore. What's the deal with Leo nodes and breaking away from Hive Engine? Um, 
so that's the the second layer stuff that we're working on. Um, so there is a group on Hive that's working on you know another solution, and and Block Trades is kind of closely uh, involved in that. So there's a there's a chance that we'll migrate to that, um, and if for some reason that uh, doesn't work out or turns into you know SMT 2.0 or whatever, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll continue working on the second layer that we started. Um, but a lot of the work that we did uh, on the second layer was actually kind of uh, shifted to Project Blank. So um, that's kind of why I talk a lot. You know, when anyone asks about Project Blank, I talk about the the technology of that. Uh, that layer because what we basically did is take the work we were doing to create Leo's second layer and then we started focusing on project blank um, and using that layer basically the same layer design uh, to store retrieve and then uh, do the rewards for the content so basically uh, the second layer is being developed for project blank and then um, we're going to kind of see where hive is at in terms of tokenization uh, in a decentralized way, and if it's if it's not ready, then what we're going to do is basically fork the the uh, the project blank layer, and then we'll um, just make a, a few modifications, and then and then it'll be ready for Leo's second layer. Uh, so then you know there'll be nodes and and all that stuff, governance, everything. Well, so project blank i know you said i think last week or the week before uh you think will be rolled out by the end of 2021 yeah okay so that's what i'm yeah that's what we're so taking, for. i'm taking the under <laughs> <laughs> i mean the over <laughs> so uh let's just say that's let's say new year's 2022 is uh everything's finalized and done uh you're gonna look to see what's available what is actually working so so hive engine exists it has all kinds of you know issues with it that people have experienced over you know the couple of years um there's like i know um you know deluxe has been working on stuff block trades and his people are working on stuff but it, you know it's all you know pending right <laughs> so right so project blank will be kind of the watershed mark and say we'll see what works if not We'll go and uh, and build our own thing. Yeah, exactly. So, a lot of the a lot of the technology just carries over. So, yeah, um, yeah. So we'll we'll focus on blank and then and then kind of because a lot of these groups on Hive are, are are very optimistic about releasing some decentralized version of of Hive Engine. So, mm -hmm. just kind of see where they land by the end of the year. Yeah, and you know. Uh, uh, just to be, I guess, fair, you know, Hive Engine has rolled out their witness confirmation system. I don't know the details of how it works, but they are, you know, trying to decentralize more. Yeah. Uh, Steve R is asking, will you, I guess, talking about the Polygon stuff, will you make sure to add vaults for the top tokens like ADA, Uni, Quick, Polygon, and stuff? Yeah. So the Polygon platform will have very similar vaults to the other, you know, major polygon platforms. So yeah, most of those tokens should be supported. I think so, we'll probably launch it with about 10 vaults. Oh, nice. So speaking of polygon, uh, I don't know if this question is uh, kosher, but uh, Swin uh, snapshot. <laughs> uh, doesn't, uh, doesn't, doesn't have to be answered. Just figured I'd throw it out yeah. there. 
Yeah, I, uh, I, I think we've gotten a little bit more careful about when when we're announcing things and stuff like that, just yep. to avoid the wins. So smart. Yeah. Will uh, will the whenever that is, will the polygon <laughs> be like a, a kingdoms only kind of approach, or will it start off like Cub D five where it had this, where it's hosting its own LPs and then migrate? Uh, no, it's gonna be it's gonna uh, launch with the kingdoms built in, basically, okay. uh, and it's a little bit different than kingdoms, but it's very similar. Um, so we're able to kind of use a lot of the same technology we've already built up um, and use it over there. So uh, no, it's gonna be very uh, except for the native uh, token, it's gonna have you know similar to Cub USD and Cub BNB farms. Right. Uh, it'll all be kingdoms. Yeah. or the kingdom's equivalent of what it is makes sense you know does everyone realize that like the whole entire leo finance just umbrella is like this freight train barreling down the tracks like think about this cub DeFi is still going through transition and we're talking about a whole nother platform on polygon on top of all the ui updates with leo finance on top of project blank like i think people lose like how much is going on? Like if you were to just push everything off the plate except for one thing, and it was just like, let's say Leo Finance solely focused on a project blank solely focused on, then yeah, timelines become completely different. Instead, this is like, let's accomplish a bunch of big things over the course of the year instead of banging out just like one thing over like whatever, four or five months. Yeah. Like it's, it's no joke. Yeah, well, that's yeah. that's a bar big part of the reason that we started doing these AMAs. It's just just to, so we can talk about all the different things. So we've already yeah. talked about, you know, uh, Leo Finance UI. We've talked about Polygon. We talked about Cub D five. We've talked about Project Blank. And oh, um, there was a question earlier uh, before the AMA started. I I've lost it, but it was asking about the um, the geysers. So. You know, Geyser is, is the reward incentives for people who provide liquidity on the WLEO ETH pair and Uniswap. Um, so you did some some bug fixes and it went out, what, yesterday or the day before or something like that. So uh, from, from here, the next payout is going to be when? Um, I think it's, let me check the script. Uh, I think it's on the first of the month. And at this point, are you confident in saying that it'll be, you know, first and 15th or, or every two weeks or whatever it is? Yeah. So it, it should be, you know, outside of basically, basically what, what we did is that we spent, um, we spent a few weeks building the new geyser model, which is, so I, I think I actually dropped this in discord the other day. Um, the original geyser model was like 95% manual, 5% automated. Um, and we did it once per month um, just because it, it was time consuming to basically to run it, check it, everything. Um, and the second iteration of the geyser is basically where we're at now, which is, um, you know, it, it's basically 90% automated, 10% manual um, in terms of, you know, running it, uh, checking the balances, um, making sure the, the reward is correct. 
um, and then setting it up for the next two weeks. So uh, it's, it's a lot less manual work now with the new model. Um, and then the third iteration is what we're working on now, which is going to be 100% automated. So it won't need any manual intervention to go out. It'll just, you know, basically like your cub rewards, like nobody's sitting back behind the curtains of cub and, and saying, oh, yeah, you can harvest 15 cub today because um, obviously that wouldn't be scalable. So um, the geyser right now is kind of in this in-between stage of being mostly automated, but not 100%. Um, and then, uh, you know, the next iteration will be 100% automated. So then then it'll be every two weeks. Actually, we might move it to, to weekly uh, when it's 100% automated because we might as well. Um, and it will be very, you know, very reliably on schedule. So the, the current iteration, I would say, is like it's going to be on schedule 95% of the time. Um, the, you know, the 5% is when some random thing breaks and, and we got to check it and fix it. Uh, which is what happened last last week. So, um, so obvious yeah, question should, is when be pretty much one in fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I, I would say within a few weeks, hopefully. Um, okay. That's kind of my timeline for most things. But <laughs> uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll just see how the development goes on that, and we might be able to roll some of the automation out in stages too. So, yeah, and kind of get part of it going, and then the rest. Yeah. So uh, what's up has a comment. That's not a question, really. Um, but she's saying that, you know, the UI on the kingdoms, it lacks, um, you know, user feedback, it, you know, so people I've seen people in the uh, in the discord asking questions like, oh, you know, I deposited my whatever, uh, my cake tokens, and you know, I don't see anything happening because there's there's no clicking, right? Like I'm, I wrote an article about no clicky clicky. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, adding some some user interface elements that help people see that yes, you know, you start. So like my cake, I started with four thirty five, and uh, a month later, I'm up to five thirty four. So almost almost exactly a hundred more. Uh, but I track that. So um, a lot of people just aren't don't remember, you know, what happened. So having some kind of elements there to let them know how much they've already made. Um, yeah, so um, Auto Farm has a lot of, uh, and I kind of have this in the roadmap uh, for Cub, uh, Auto Farm has a really cool dashboard um, for tracking, uh, you know, tracking what you deposited, tracking the dollar value, tracking the APY changes. Um, and I would like to basically pull that UI, um, you know, and, and create something similar like an analytics dashboard. Um, that shows you, you know, what you originally deposited, uh, what it was worth at the time, and then the APY fluctuation. So uh, I think we'll do that pretty, pretty soon. Um, probably in a similar timeline to uh, the Polygon release. Okay. Um, One Alpha is asking, how do you plan to increase the Uniswap Raplio Ethereum liquidity? Um, well, I, in the in the last Leo Finance post, I talked about that a little bit. You know, with uh, basically the more the more transactions that happen on Leo Bridge, um, basically the greater the the trading volume. And I kind of talked about, you know, how a dollar moving across the bridge creates trading volume on both sides. Um, so, so kind of moving from there, that the built-in rewards um, for being, you know. An LP uh, is going to 
increased drastically with the bridge. Uh, and then from there, um, you know, you've got the, the geyser incentives, um, which should, the geyser incentives will be very stable kind of, that's kind of how it's always going to be. I think, um, you know, if, if you want a stable LP return, it's going to be geyser, uh, on Rathlia. And then if you want the more volatile, but high returns, uh, you'll go to the Biglio and Pelio pools. Um, but, but built in liquidity is really what built in trading volume is really what we're looking for. Um, cause then you get, you know, there's, there's some pools on Uniswap that pay hundred percent APY just from trading volume, which is yep. nuts. Yep. Um, so I think if, if Leo bridge is really successful, it'll build that, that kind of APY into it on top of the geyser rewards. Right. But, you know, there's always going to be uh, a feedback loop there because, you know, as, as returns go up, more people will be attracted, liquidity deepens, rewards go down, you know, so right. you know, there'll be some kind of dynamic equilibrium that uh, yeah. all, all the LPs together create. Yeah. So it'll, you know, it, it incentivizes, and that was kind of in the main image of that post. Um, you know, you create trading volume, then it gets more liquidity because you have more liquidity, you can have more trading volume, which is especially important for Leo bridge, uh, since you want less slippage in transferring assets. Um, so you can do higher bridge transactions. And then as you can do higher bridge transactions, you can get more trading volume. Um, which leads to, you know, more LP fees, which leads to more, uh, deep liquidity. So it's a, it's a, uh, positive feedback loop. Right. Yeah. Uh, a question of my own, cause I'm, I'm greedy like this. Um, when, so the stable pools on cub DeFi will be migrating to kingdoms shortly, right? Next week or two or three. Um, what, uh, what kind of APYs are we looking at on those? And I'll tell you, um, why, before you even get there, I'll tell you why I'm asking. So, uh, you know, I, as if anybody follows my stuff, uh, they know that I am heavily involved in stablecoin DeFi and, um, we've seen a lot of yield compression over the past couple of weeks and it's been twofold. So one is that, um, just crypto prices in general have been down. Uh, you know, we've seen weakness in Bitcoin and the rest of the market is like two to three times as weak as Bitcoin has been. And then um, on top of that, we've seen a lot of a lot of liquidity go towards the safer platforms like, you know, Curve and Aave and, and those kinds of things. Uh, so more competition in, in those pools lowers your individual um, your individual returns, you know, per dollar. So. Um, you know, what can we see, what can we expect to see in the stablecoin kingdom and how can we uh, market that, I guess? <laughs> um, so the, the stablecoin kingdom is going to be, um, it's built on belt. So it's, it's you know, very similar to Curve. Uh, it's got four uh, stablecoins in it. Um, and, you you know, you can just deposit one stablecoin and you'll obviously get in. Um to that pool um on let's see the apy the, the farm apr is going to be 14 percent and the farm apy will be close to 15 percent so that's basically uh, a built-in 15 percent that you'll make uh on that pool and then um the the cub rewards will obviously depend on how much tvl we end up attracting to that that pool, but 
um, you know, you could you could kind of go based on the current numbers with current kingdoms. So um, I forgot what the uh, the cake kingdoms looking like these days, but um, well, cakes at one hundred and thirty percent. 129. Yeah, but that, yeah, that's the built-in farm. Um, so it's got 350 million or 350,000 uh, TVL. Um, and that at the current multiplier is paying 18.6% Cub APR. Right. So if you assume that there's going to be 350,000 uh, in the stable coin pool, then should be earning about 18% from Cub and then 15% from uh, Belt. So, okay, so 30, you know, 35. There, there's a 30%. Yeah. So um, obviously I think the liquidity is going to be a lot deeper than 350,000 though for that. Pool. I would imagine. So uh, follow up question to that. When one goes into the stable coin kingdom, let's just say whatever it's, they just put um, like, for instance, we got the, the, the existing farms now. So someone takes their die BUSD, right. And rolls that into the kingdom. Now, as part of the kingdom, obviously you're getting that, you know, um, compounding, so to speak, in terms of more of the given coin uh, based on the earnings. How does that play out now? Is someone essentially getting paid in all four coins or like, how is that going to work? Um, say that one more time. So, you know, I'm, I'm assuming the stable uh, kingdom is going to work similar to like, you know, whatever, like ETH BNB, where like, you know, the earnings from the other plot platform are basically yeah, sold and then back. more. Yeah. And then you, you, you basically end up with more ETH BNB. So with that case with the right. stable pool, since there's four coins, is it going to like get broken out where someone's getting a little more of all four of those coins, or is it going to be based on whatever coin they deposited or like, that's what I'm kind of curious about. Yeah. So um, actually with, with the kingdoms, like let's say BNB, BUSD, um, you actually, you're, you're earning one token, you're earning the LP token that represents BNB, BUSD. Um, so it's going to work exactly the same way. So even though there's four assets uh, in the, uh, in the stable coin farm or the stable coin pool, um, you're going to earn the same one LP token that you would in any other pool. Um, and that LP token basically will represent those four tokens. Gotcha. Uh, so, someone liquid, so yes. then when eventually you withdraw, you would get it that way. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Just wanted to make sure there was clarity on it. All righty. Let's see. Checking YouTube. No questions there. Nothing on Discord. I <laughs> Uh, yeah, caught up on Periscope. In fact, that's slowing down. Numbers uh, are reduced. One alpha, one alpha is asking about the multiplier ratios between the what looks like the Cub Den and the Cub BUSD pool. So 15 versus 50. Yeah, so that was actually already announced uh, in some of the posts. Um, the multiplier, so in the migration from uh, farms and dens to kingdoms, uh, it's freeing up a lot of multipliers because take, for example, ETH BNB had a 6x multiplier uh, as a farm and as a kingdom, it only has a one and a half X multiplier. So all of that, all of those multipliers that get freed up are going to go toward the cub den and which in turn goes to the cub kingdom. Uh, um, so the cub kingdom should have about a 30x multiplier at the at the end of all of this uh, migration. So. So it's a doubling of the existing.
multiplier. And of course, he's asking, okay, when? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we talked about that at the beginning of this. All of the contracts are deployed. And basically now we have two steps left, which is uh, execute the, the transactions through our time lock. And then uh, that's the first step. And then second step, uh, build out the UI to handle it. So the first one's going to be Bitcoin BNB. And then the other remaining vaults will will go live all at once, probably Monday or Tuesday. Um, but let, let's just say a week from now, they'll, they'll all be live just to be safe. Yeah, and Edicted here is bringing up a point that it, when the Cub Den multiplier rises and it becomes more competitive with the Cub US Cub BUSD Cub BNB farms, then you know that's that's incentivizing fewer people into the swap farms and more people into the den. So right. what you know that will reduce liquidity and won't that screw up the price of Cub? You there, Cal? Uh, say that. Say that last part <laughs> one more time. So sorry, my audio just cut out. So won't um, you know if if as the multiplier on the den rises and pe fewer people are are attracted to the farm and more people are attracted to the den, whether it's kingdom or whatever, uh, you know that will decrease liquidity in the farms that allow for cub swapping. Yeah, um, you know, similar, similar to what we were saying about Raplio uh, reaching equilibrium as more uh, trading fees come in and the uh, the incentive to be an LP increases, you're going to see more liquidity come in, um, and the the APY will obviously go down because of competition. Um, the same thing would probably happen with with the Cub pools and the Cub uh, Kingdom. So. Uh, let's say we double the APY uh, in the Cub Kingdom, um, and a lot of liquidity leaves BUSD and BNB uh, Cub farms, which I think will happen. Um, basically, what's going to happen there is that the the APR is going to rise, so it's going to have to reach equilibrium with itself. So you know, if if half the liquidity leaves those two pools right now, um, the APRs would be you know ridiculous, you know, three, four, five hundred percent. Which will obviously incentivize people to then provide liquidity to those pools and bring it back down. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that is going to be a, a catalyst for a higher price of cub. It's just in, increasing the incentive to stake your cub rather than than sell it. And Cake is doing the same thing. So, you know, obviously they're offering 120% APR uh, just to, uh, or I, I guess it's like a 90% APR, 120% APY to stake Cake. So. Uh, Cub will look similar, probably even a little bit better than that. Awesome. And then you've also got the BNB dividends, uh, which will start rolling out oh, uh, from all the kingdoms farms. That that was something I wanted to verify with you. So, Cub, if somebody remains in the Cub den, will they get the BNB dividends, or is that only for Cub Kingdom? It's only for the kingdom. Okay. So it's built into the it's. Kind of complicated, but it's built into the kingdom contract itself. So okay, so then there's really no reason to be uh, in the den without being in the kingdom. No. Okay. Uh, that's yeah. Like uh, 
I even said that in the announcement post for the Cub Kingdom. It, it doesn't really make sense um, to do that unless you like to make less money um, and, you know, basically pay a premium to, uh, you know, pay a premium in terms of making less money to click a couple buttons and harvest and do all that stuff, which some people might might still want to do. That's fair. People do all kinds of crazy things. <laughs> like making less money than they could. So, I mean, based on all that, you know, what's the point of even having the Cub Den? Um, well, you need the Cub Den for the kingdom because basically it, it works the same way as other kingdoms in terms of how they pool assets on other platforms. Okay. Um, so, instead, it's – so, I mean, we could hide the Cub Den from, from the UI just to hide it. I mean, just to make it less choice for the user. Um it, it doesn't, I don't think it really, I don't think it has that big of an impact either way. No, it's moot, but based on everything you were saying, and you know, the gist of it was, it makes no sense to be in the cub den. So it's like, well, if it makes no sense right. to be in it, why even, it, you know, have it as an option, but it doesn't hurt that, it, you know, for it to be out there, I guess. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess you can yeah. use, you can get in and out of the kingdom at will. So I guess, you know, you even using the den as like a short term placeholder doesn't even make sense. Cause at this point, that's what I use it for. I use it for, it's like, all right, this is a cub that I'm just tucking away here for whatever, a week or two, because I know it's going to go into a different coin or, or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Or it's going to go part of a, you know, uh, farm or something. So, but outside of that, yeah. Um, it being present is just aesthetics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not it's not that hard to deposit. It's not that hard to deposit and withdraw from the kingdom. That's what that's what I'm saying. Right. So it's just like I use it as like that's what I said. I'm basically just using it as a placeholder. But the ability to deposit and and, and withdraw from the kingdom is just as easy as the den. Yeah. Uh, so we got two more uh, Cub Kingdom questions. So one is what is the best way to track BNB incentives for the Cub Kingdom, and those uh, from from what I know, they have not been turned on yet. Is that right? Yeah. So right now they're collecting um, and they're basically just going to burn cub until, until we have the, the, you know, the full distribution system in place. Okay. Um, so w when that is turned on, what will be, what will be the best way to look at that? Um, uh, kind of similar to what we were just talking about. It's going to be, you know, up to the user to track their own balance of BNB increasing. Um, and, you know, hopefully we can get that dashboard built soon where you would be able to track that uh, over time. So, you know, just have a separate chart that would show, you know, you earned 0.1 BNB this day, the next day you earned 0.15 or whatever. And you can kind of just see it, see it trek along. Okay. And is there, you know, there's the management fees on the kingdoms. It, does that apply to the Cub Kingdom as well? Uh, the management Did Cal freeze? It froze for me. Yeah, I still hear you. So it's, it looks like Cal froze. <laughs> Frozen in time. That question you just asked, though, was funny because I was about to ask the same thing. Because when you look at the kingdoms page, like especially like the normies, it, the way it's worded, it's confusing. Like that first under the fees, it says fee for stack, fee for cub stacking kingdom BNB dividends 3%. And it's just like, I don't get it. Yeah, that is not the clearest wording. And that's why I actually got confused. I'm like, wait, so is there an is there an upfront fee to to, or is that 
three percent is basically the portion of the overall. Well, there you go. He's oh, he's back. He's back. All right. So we lost you on uh, whether the Cub Kingdom has fees or not. Yeah. So uh, I'm doing that investor conference right now. So I'm obviously not. Uh, I'm on different Wi-Fi, and it just completely went out on me. Um, the uh, the Cub Kingdom doesn't have management fees from the from kingdoms. Great. Can you? Um... Me and Neil were talking uh, talking about it briefly when you froze because like a lot of like the normies, so to speak, that look at the site, they get confused by the whole kingdom management fee thing. So based on the way it's listed on the site, I think it is kind of confusing. So like, what's the deal? How do I explain this to them? Is it <laughs> overall 10% and 3% of that goes to BNB dividends or people being charged 3% when they deposit? Like these are the questions I get. So... If you look at Auto Farm, which is where we forked the contracts from, um, the fee structure is super complicated. So they've got like controller fee, you know, platform fee, withdrawal fee, all these different things. Um, yeah. Basically, like six different fees that are tiny and do different things. Um, and we decided to basically take that structure and then simplify it uh, down to two fees. So there's the fee uh, for the Cub Kingdom, which is three percent. Um, and that goes into the BNB dividends. Um, and then there's the, uh, the management fee, which is 7%. So it's a total 10%. And that comes out of um, the, the harvests. So when, you know, say cake is, is compounded, it, it will take 10% of that. Uh, and then, um, uh, you know, 10% of the cake harvest. So it's, it's not, a, not a deposit fee or whatever. Um, the three percent or the seven percent yeah i think clarity on that just helps people all right uh we got a um we got a couple people on different platforms asking when bnb dividends <laughs> uh soon soon very yeah. soon uh, a, a more uh, a more in-depth question here. Uh, when utilizing other yield platforms, you know, for the kingdoms, do you perform internal audits of security on that platform as Cub will be getting the rug pull risk associated with that other place? And you still there? And we have a Leo logo. It's <laughs> a good question though. Damn hotel Wi-Fi. Yeah. I didn't realize it was after two. I got a uh, meeting coming up. I got my phone blowing up. Yep. I half listened to the answer to the question I asked. <laughs> so yeah, the three <laughs> percent. I figured that's what the three percent was. But so there's no kingdom deposit fees, right? Because it's all oh. just the management fee. Right. Yeah, that's what I've been telling people. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't telling them the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. The um, you know I I. Like for all my stablecoin stuff, a lot of my yields on on other places have just decreased dramatically. So I was looking at migrating back over and putting it on Cub DeFi, but Cub DeFi, you know, still has the the deposit fee the way it is now. So once the kingdoms are available, I'll come back in and uh, put some stablecoins there. But. Um, yeah, so for the you know the other platform risk, so like you know Belt Finance, they had a they had a minor uh, flash loan kind of attack, 
Oh, wow. Uh, a few weeks ago. And, um, you know, they've got, I don't know, $2 billion under management, something like that. But, um, you know, they, they responded to it and they said, you know, we've, we've discovered this, you know, vulnerability and we've, you know, we've fixed it. And, uh, but that is the kind of risk that kingdoms have that the other platform, whether it's PancakeSwap or. Bell. And yeah. And that's the only thing. I mean, I love the fact when we're just in the cub universe, I really don't have to worry about much. Yep. Now it's like, well, that's not the case anymore. So, um, which might adjust my strategy in terms of uh maybe keeping more in like uh cub usd and like bleo uh, bnb um since i know they're still just cub uh site only so to speak yeah that is true um i don't see anything in periscope and the viewership on that has died down i think we're like would you you had one one question you had outstanding uh that was the last one that i have okay Oh, he's back. Back. Let's see All if right. that's better. Um, <laughs> um, so what was the question? The question um, was, what, in a kingdom, there's the rug pull risk of the other platform, whatever whatever right. the other platform is that, that the LP comes from. So uh, are you performing you know, security analysis or audits on those other platforms before they become integrated in the kingdoms? Um, yeah, so basically we're going to platforms that are already audited um, and uh, have a high TVL. So the current kingdoms are all on, um, they're on three platforms. They're on uh, PancakeSwap, BakerySwap, and uh, Belt. So um, all three of these platforms are obviously, you know, the largest on, on Binance Smart Chain. Uh, and they have several audits um, that we've gone through. So. Uh, one thing I want to add to the Cub UI is uh, basically a list of those audits uh, underneath each vault. So then, you know, the user can obviously at the end of the day, it's always up to the user's uh, discretion. You know, which vault do they use, uh, which platforms they support and that stuff. Kingdoms just facilitates, you know, the pooling of, of that uh, through those platforms. So uh, the, the current kingdoms that we're rolling out with are all on uh, major Binance Smart Chain platforms. And then obviously we're going to keep rolling out kingdoms later on. Um, and we'll kind of do a mix of more fringe platforms and then also big platforms. So uh, you can kind of get a, you know, it will be that one-stop shop for DeFi that we've been talking about where you can mix and match a, a menu of, of high yield, higher risk, mid yield, uh, mid risk. And then obviously the the kingdoms we're launching now are are lower yield, lower risk for sure. Already, so you know, YOLO, you're gonna get rugged, but uh, yeah, <laughs> kitty cat kingdoms for the win. Uh, we got a comment in YouTube saying that the the having the audits on the kingdoms page would be great, so uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do that. Yeah, yeah, that would definitely be great, especially like you know, if with marketing pushes and if you know, people are getting sent to the UI and they you know, land on the kingdoms page, seeing that kind of information makes people feel. Warm and fuzzy and safe. It's all about the trust symbols. It really is. All right. Well, we've been on for an hour, and yeah. um, I'm hungry. So what do you say? I gotta, and, and I got that guy calling me that uh, I want to introduce to Cub DeFi that talks to 200 plus people like every day on his uh, presentations. 
Nice. Yeah, we're doing a lot of onboarding these days with the investors. It's good. That's awesome. Yep. All right. So uh, I guess that will do it for our uh, June 25th AMA here with Cal, Scaredy Cat, myself. And uh, if you have any questions, you know, write them down and uh, you can post them in the AMA chat if you're on the Discord. But if you're on one of the other platforms, just, you know, keep tabs of them and we'll hit you up next week. Um, and I'm going to try to push Cal to actually make an announcement post this week. So we'll have <laughs> a little bit of uh, a little bit of forewarning. Same Leo time, same Leo channel, give or take an hour or two. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So have a good one, everybody. All right. Yeah. Later, guys. Everyone. See ya.